Good morning. It's Friday, December 10th. The Marine Corps birthday. Fun fact, it is pronounced core, but spelled C-O-R-P-S because it comes from the Latin term corpus, meaning body. And then it beep bop booped on over to France, where they kept the vibe, but dropped the pronunciation of the letter P, thus core. And now the news. Let's start with the Israel-Hamas war, where Israel has agreed to a four-hour daily pause to the fighting in northern Gaza as President Biden pushes for a three-day pause. The three-day pause has not been settled yet, but the four-hour pause was announced on Thursday and will come with an announcement at least three hours in advance, with the goal being, of course, that this would allow civilians in northern Gaza to flee to the south. Stop me if you've heard this one before. We are a week out from a government shutdown and the House Republicans don't have a budget. In the last 48 hours, those crazy kids and their way in over his head super weirdo speaker have canceled votes on two party line bills because, again, stop me if you've heard this before, they couldn't get the party together to cast a unified vote. So (laughs) things are going great in the House. Surely they can't be too bad between the Republicans, right? Like, this is probably just, um, you know, we're reading into things too much. Let's hear what some of the Republicans say. House Rep. Troy Niels of Texas said, quote, I don't think the Lord Jesus himself could manage this group. Thomas Massey from Kentucky says, quote, But with what's going on on the floor today, I think that indicates the honeymoon might be shorter than we thought. And another House Republican, who was anonymous for this sweet, sweet quote, said, quote, we're still dealing with the same divisions we've always had. We're ungovernable, end quote. Yeah, we're ungovernable. Amazing. That's the 2024 message. Everybody go home. We got it. We're done. That's that's the one. Uh, Yeah, yeah. We'll see what today brings. But um, probably (laughs) probably not a budget, if I had to guess. But that's the House. Let's see how things are going with the people that want to be the president. Let's talk about Wednesday night's GOP debate. As the field continues to narrow, the stage only saw DeSantis, Haley, Ramaswamy, Christie, and Tim Scott. Trump, who is leading the group by leaps and bounds, did not attend, as he has not done for the um, two debates before this, because why would you? To be honest, I did not watch the debates because I was having a lovely evening and did not want to ruin anything by hearing their voices. But, um, you know, let's play the lowlights anyway. Starting with the true lowlight of the night when Vivek Ramswamni called Ukraine's Jewish president a Nazi. They tried to walk it back, but it's hard to walk this back. Quote, Ukraine's not a paragon of democracy. It has a celebrated Nazi in its ranks a comedian in cargo pants, the man called Zelensky. That is not democratic. Not only is that patently false, he is not a Nazi, Zelensky lost family in the Holocaust. Now, Ramswamny's campaign says that is not what he meant. So to be fair, let's hear what his campaign says. Quote, he was talking quickly and kind of oscillated in his words. Now, anyone who hears me talk in this podcast or in real life knows that I also can speak quickly. Sometimes I try not to, but I'm a fast talker. 
And I also sometimes will kind of screw up my words a little bit. Um, I've never accidentally called someone a Nazi because that's, you know, not an accident. That's not something you just commonly accidentally do. So, uh, you know. By all accounts, Nikki Haley came out strong in the debate, leaning especially hard on her UN ambassador experience. DeSantis did what he's done in the prior two debates, which is um, just be really afraid to push back against Trump, but bully everyone else. This is why he has never had any non-weird, meaningful moments from these debates. And what I mean by that is that from this last debate, I've only seen two things from him. One is a gif of him again trying to smile, um, but this time he does like a weird tongue thing where he seemingly forgot that when we smile like big kids, we keep our tongues behind our teeth. And then there's also a weird video of him walking in his boots that this is real. Footwear experts and designers have now confirmed time and time again um, that these boots are at best lifts, if not full on heels. Those are the only two things that I've seen from him from this last debate. So he's not he's not great in those debates. Also, that's fine, dude. Wear heels. Who cares? But stop being weird about it. Chris Christie went after Trump, as he does um, at any opportunity he has, which is fine by me. And as has been the case and only becomes more obvious as time passes, we relearned during this third debate that um, seriously, nobody likes Ram Swamney. But out of everybody that hates him, Nikki Haley really hates him. Remember during the Democrat debates? where Amy Klobuchar and Pete Buttigieg would kind of bicker with each other, but then um, it's like very clear they probably still don't like each other, but they can at least be civil and kind of laugh about it. This does not feel like this is something that will ever happen with Haley and Ramsomni. At one point, he made a comment about Nikki Haley's daughter's use of TikTok, and she told him, quote, leave my daughter out of your voice, which is so close to the actual saying. So close. We're going to count it, but oh. She was close. Uh, and then she added, quote, you're just scum. Sick. I like it. Also, Tim Scott was there. And hey, just for some Friday fun, here are two stories that made me want to throw my phone into the ocean, hope the orcas get it, and then just let them read the news and decide to do whatever they want to do, whatever is in their hearts, whatever their orca heart tells them to do after they read the news that I saw, they're welcome to do because they have my phone now because I've thrown it into the ocean. Uh, I'm going to tell you these stories in the order that I heard them. First, Joe Manchin, Joey Manchi, which I am so proud of the legacy of this podcast that I received multiple texts about the Joey Manchi news. So thank you. Joey Manchi, who has a houseboat, fun fact, and is also apparently, um, I'm reading here, it says that he is a Democrat a Democratic senator from West Virginia. Huh. Joey let us know on Thursday that he will not be running for re-election in the state that Trump won by 68.6% and that he, in 2018, only won by 3.3%. So um, that's going to be a tough seat for Democrats to win back now that Joey Manchin's stepping out of it. Tough seat in an election where the Senate was already going to be a toughie. Winnable, no, hey, friend, come back, come back. This is winnable, but it's, it's going to be tough, and it's tougher now. Uh, what's worse is that he will be, quote, 
traveling the country and speaking out to see if there is an interest in creating a movement to mobilize the middle and bring Americans together. So Joey, in November of 2023, is soft launching a presidential campaign. Now, he obviously won't be a Democratic candidate. Shockingly, he's not a Republican, out loud at least, which means that if he's running, he's going to run third party. Third party candidates don't win elections. Third party candidates hand Donald Trump elections. Actually, they hand Republicans elections because in 2000, had people not voted Green Party and instead voted for Al Gore, Al Gore would have won the presidency. But let me give you an example of the um, a very real threat that we have right now. Donald Trump. Michigan. Michigan and its 16 electoral college votes. And also friends and family in there that I love, but 16 electoral college votes. In 2016, Trump got 47.3% of the votes in the state. Hillary got 47%. Gary Johnson, a libertarian, got 3.6%, and Jill Stein of the Green Party got 1.1%. If either of those last two yahoos had bowed out, Trump would have lost Michigan. Political scientists have actually studied this and believe that while it is not as cut and dry as the 2000 election, in 2016, Jill Stein specifically was a spoiler. So you can understand, of course, my frustration at the idea that Joey Manchin may run as a third-party candidate. And if you could understand that frustration, then you can certainly understand why this next headline made it worse. Jill Stein has announced a 2024 bid as a Green Party candidate. Again, this will be her third time running for president. She also ran in 2012, but no one really cared about it then because she was a third party candidate. And so we didn't really know who she was. And the same could have been said about 2016, except that she gave us Trump. Now she's back, baby. Third time's a charm. Flames. Flames on the side of my face. And here's the deal. I understand that our presidents and presidential candidates are going to be cocky. Um, I like that. I like the confidence. I like the confidence of it. The cockiness, um, it depends. But, you know, I want them to be confident. And I, and I understand that that takes like a little bit of selfishness, a little bit of cockiness, a whole lot of confidence to believe that you are the one person that can lead an entire country and basically the world. That's fine if that feeling also comes with brains to back it up. And if Jill Stein has the, um, I don't know, hubris to feel like she can run for president for a third time, but doesn't have the brains to understand what she did in 2016 and see that she is never going to win the presidency, then I don't want her to run because she would make a bad president. She's not going to win the presidency, but she's clearly does not have the ability to see the big picture qualification that, um, I require in a president, I like like them to have the ability to understand things like basic math and also um, the way that politics works. Jill Stein, you're not going to be president. Oh, my God. Joe Manchin, you're not going to be president. These I you know what? Here's the whoosh. And that's it. That's the news. I'm calm now. I'm proud of Marines. Two of my grandpas were Marines. It's also vanilla cupcake day. 
and more than vanilla cupcakes with sprinkles inside of them because you are also top-notch selection when it comes to desserts. I'm proud of you.